Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Want to look smoking hot in photos? Well, wedding photographer and model Lottie Lillian is here with a few tips so you can look your best the next time your picture's taken. You're going to get your picture taken sometime in your life. Like, you might as well embrace it instead of just fighting it. So that's why it's it's good. It's good to, to practice taking photos and knowing Especially what you, nowadays. Everyone's yeah, paparazzi with their right, camera phones. So phone. many people shy away from the camera, but I'm like, there are just certain things that you can do to really make yourself look better. And everyone in Hollywood does it. So what are those certain things you can do? Keep listening to learn more. You're listening to the 50 Shades of K podcast with host Elizabeth K, a podcast designed to empower, enlighten, and entertain with perspectives that most women are thinking, but not always saying. This is 50 Shades of K. All right, we're drinking kombucha and we're talking about photography, specifically wedding photography. Lottie Lillian is here. She's a wedding and newborn photographer who loves yoga, her husband, her rescue pup, Harley. She travels all over the world and she's one of my absolute favorite people on the planet. I really mean that. She's a good friend of mine. Everybody welcome Lottie Lillian. Hey. Okay, we're going to do a taste testing here later in the podcast because if you know Lottie, she's into health and fitness. I actually met you as my personal yeah, trainer yeah. like a lifetime ago now. I know. Is that it not seems crazy? Like it. That was how that was that was my first husband. That was when I first got back to Milwaukee. <laughs> that was when you were a personal trainer mm-hmm. and not doing photography. And now yeah. look where you are. You're very it's successful crazy. photographer. Thank you. Yeah. And she brought kombucha for us to try. <laughs> that she suggested that we try here on the podcast because you want my reaction to somehow be oh, documented. That's gonna be great. <laughs> well, we're gonna get to that in just a second. Um, but if you are someone that is maybe planning a wedding or you know someone that is looking for a photographer, Lottie is one of the best in the business. Uh, you're a destination photographer too. Yeah, yeah. Where have you gone to shoot weddings? My schedule kind of exploded in the last year. Um, so I've been to uh, Dove Mountain, which is in Tucson. I was recently in um, Jamaica, uh, Longboat Key, Naples, Florida. I have some upcoming ones in Greece. Uh, oh my Malibu, gosh. What Cuba. a tough job. What a tough job she has. <laughs> it's pretty crazy. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, I'm so excited for you because Thank you. this has really taken off in the last, what, five years, six um, years? Yeah, it was just kind of a glimmer right after um, my wedding, which was six years ago in May. I actually the photographer that we flew down for our wedding in Longboat Key, she, uh, I looked up and she's jet skiing through the, through the Gulf of Mexico. And I'm like, Oh my God, that would be an awesome job. How do I get to do that? So, um, I just kind of picked her brain a little bit and showed her some of my work. And then, so I just put my work out there and I had a really good base of like clients. Um, so I just started snapping pictures of families, friends, headshots, that kind of stuff. Just and then it just practicing. And then yeah. you really did kind of lean on other photographers too, and sort of got some tips from them sure. and things like there's, that as well. Yeah, There's a lot of help that um, I had along the way, which I'm really grateful for. And I realized I left out of this equation. Lottie was my wedding photographer. I'm sorry <laughs> I didn't include that, uh, but she really does amazing work. So what should somebody look for? 
for in a wedding photographer? Is there a certain style they should look for? Is it personality-based? Because nowadays with Instagram, you're very successful on Instagram, and that's where a lot of photographers are. Should they kind of stalk them that way and do their research in that regard? Absolutely. Yeah. There's so much on social media that you can find out about people now. So that's a great place to start. But um, it's also great to just like sit down and, and meet with them. A lot of people online aren't necessarily the same as they are in person. So when you wait, meet... are you kidding me, Lottie? <laughs> what? No, For you're sure. you're exactly right though. Face to face meetings yeah. probably really important. Yeah, the screen screenshot of someone is uh, sometimes different. I really try to hope that I portray a little bit into my personal life and that my um, just genuineness comes through with some of my posts. Uh, we all have struggles. We all have great moments, and I try to share a little bit of both. Um, but you really want your wedding photographer to be able to sit down and and have a conversation with you and like have a cup of coffee with you and just be really relaxed around them and they should make you feel comfortable because getting your picture taken isn't always comfortable. It's weird. Especially on a high pressure day like a wedding where you may have family dynamics to think Mm -hmm. about or you're dealing with weather and the elements. You're exactly right. You want to make sure you're comfortable around that person. So a face-to-face meeting is really important. Mm -hmm. Now, how can a bride figure out what style of photography they want? Um, Basically, a lot of their work. So social media is a great place to start, but also kind of maybe diving into their websites. And there's really, there's a lot of different styles, but I guess the biggest one, just to kind of break it down, would be two. And one is like a light, airy, clean, bright photographer, which is what I am. But then there's other photographers who are really amazing that use kind of like a moody, emotional, dark style, contrasty style to their work. So it just depends on what you want, how you would describe yourself or your style of your your wedding what do you say or how do you feel when brides come to you and they just immediately open up a pinterest page and say this is what i like (laughs) how do you feel about that um well i have a love-hate relationship with pinterest it's good because it gives me an idea of what they like uh, because i have had brides come to me and do that and they open up you know whatever it is they show me a bunch of stuff and it's completely not my style and i'm like whoa wait a second you know, I'm not maybe the person that you're looking for because my style is very bright. Um, so and then with Pinterest, it I don't like to c- copy other people's work. So a lot of times when brides come to me or even, you know, new people that just had babies, they'll say, hey, can you do this? And I'll generally say mm, I can do something like it. I can pull inspiration from it, but I'm not going to copy another artist's work because it's just it never turns out the same. And it's art. Yeah. Right. You don't want to sure. copy someone else's mm-hmm. art that. Yeah, that exactly. makes that makes total sense. This question I've been dying to ask you, because a lot of times when someone has a big life event, whether it be a newborn or a wedding, there's always a photographer in the family. How do you feel when someone says to you, well, yeah, I want to hire you, but there's cousin Joe who loves to take pictures, too, and we might just go that route or they want to kind of do it themselves. Do you encourage that or do you feel like maybe hire a professional for your big day? You know, that's hard to say. Like the the professional in me says, whoa, absolutely not. Do not hire your, you know, your Uncle Bob, we call him, of the photography world to do your wedding. <laughs> Everyone um, that has an Uncle Bob, you know, <laughs> you know who that is. Yeah. But there it just it depends. Each person values photography a little bit different. 
Um, so if you're not really, if you don't really care how your wedding day is going to roll, and if you don't want to invest a lot, then go ahead and hire Uncle Bob. But like, if you really want your photos to stand the test of time, if you want somebody that knows what they're really knows what they're doing, what the flow of a wedding day involves, because it's it's way more than just taking pictures. You're basically managing a group of like one to 300 people throughout the day, all day. And you're trying to get shots that can't be duplicated. Mm-hmm. I mean, the biggest shots are during the ceremony. And right. you can't say, hey, can you do those vows one more time? Yeah. That, that'd be great. <laughs> well, and I, I can almost relate to what you're saying in regards to music, because I was a former wedding DJ mm-hmm. and working in radio and having access to music files. I've been approached by people who want to save money that are family and friends mm-hmm. asking if I would DJ their wedding. And I have no problems with saying, do you want me to enjoy your wedding and be a guest? Exactly. Or do you want me to work at your wedding? Because right. that's what it comes down to. For sure. I've had a couple weddings, actually, where there were earlier on in my career where it wasn't in my contract to say, hey, I really need to be the only one with a camera on your day, with a professional camera. And I've been in situations where Uncle Bob will will bust out his <laughs> Uncle Bob. super big camera and start taking shots. And it's just so it's it makes for an uncomfortable situation because I want them you know, he means well, they mean well, they really want to get you pictures for the day, but you truly cannot enjoy the essence of a wedding day if you're focusing on taking photos. Which is a perfect segue into something that you brought up to Eric and I for our wedding. And I don't remember exactly what you called it, but it was, maybe it was just called a no phone ceremony. Is that what you called it? Oh, unplugged. Yes. Yeah. That sounds way better than no phone. (laughs) She, this is what you were talking about. You mentioned that to me and I was confused by what that meant, but why don't you explain what that is? So basically, an unplugged ceremony is uh, just a ceremony where people, you know, the the pastor or there's a sign or, you know, whoever's doing the the judge, whoever's saying the ceremony, they'll say, um, put your phones away and really kind of just be part of the moment and take it all in because there is a professional that will capture it for the couple. So that iPhone picture, you know, you're not chances are you're not going to frame that and put that up in your house like you're going to it's just it's so much more to to be present instead of being, you know, having having your phone and, and taking a really good picture on your phone, which can be done, but it, it really takes away from the moment. And a bride walking down the aisle, she doesn't want to see your phone in front of your face. She wants to see your eyes. She wants to see, you know, you light up and take it all in and see the first look between, you know, her and her husband if, you know, if they haven't done that already. So it just, it really pulls people into the moment. Absolutely. And Lottie, this is how you said it to me. You said, when I give you your pictures, do you really want to see grandma in the background with her face covered with a leopard print cell phone case? (laughs) Or iPad. That's exactly what you said to me. And I mean, grandma, I don't think even has a leopard print cell phone case or a cell phone, but the point stays the same. And that was my point of, yeah, you're right. And You all know what weddings cost if you're planning a wedding. It's not cheap. You want people to enjoy the day. And I did notice when you took pictures that were sort of of us, but people in the background, Mm -hmm. they were all watching. Yep. And I stand by, you don't want to be that person to put the first picture up on social media of the bride (laughs) without the bride knowing. If you're that person, just know the bride probably wasn't happy with you, whether she said it or not. But unplugged, we should do that for a lot of things, really. For sure. There's yeah. a lot. Do you do that on your trips? You travel so much and you document it on your Instagram. And I know you are a photographer. Mm. So do you have moments where you tell your husband, Ben, hey, 
No phones right now. Let's actually, I mean, you were in Thailand. You've been yeah. all over the place. Well, it's mostly just me <laughs> being on my phone. Let's be honest here. Um, he really is good at unplugging because he's on his phone all day long. He gets a million calls a day at all times. So he's really good with unplugging. Um, as for me, I really, it's a fine line of being able to document it as well as just putting my phone away. There are definitely times where I just, there are moments that I have in my heart and that are sitting in my back pocket that aren't documented, but that I still have. So, but generally I document quite a bit, um, but it's super enjoyable for me. Like it's not, to me, that's not work. It's just like, like my camera is an extension of another, it's like another eyeball. Well, and you are knowing, knowing who you are as a person to your core, you are such a giving person and your photos are such a gift and they're so beautiful. That's you sharing Uh your gift with the world. So I appreciate stalking your Instagram. (laughs) And every time you post a trip, I'll say to my husband, we're going here, we're going to Arizona, we're going to this place. Lottie posted these pictures. There's so cool places out there. There are so many cool places. Now let's talk about the do's and don'ts on the big day when it comes to photos. That might be a broad question, Mm -hmm. but can you dig into that at all? Like what if someone is dealing with some kind of like awkward family dynamic where moms and dads don't get along because there's a divorce Mm -hmm. or any of that stuff. Like how can you... What should you do or not do? Should you force the whole family together for a big family photo because it's important to the bride? Like, How do you handle that? No, it's on a case-by-case basis. Um, I make sure to go over all of those dynamics before the wedding. Just so, you know, on wedding day, I am I know exactly who everybody is. I know where they're standing. I know who their places are. I know names, not just mom of bride, but I know that the mom of the bride's name is Jill or... Um, the dad's name is Jack. Yeah. Or <laughs> Jack, Jack and Jill. And, Jill. <laughs> and where is Uncle Bob? <laughs> He's up the hill. <laughs> yeah, exactly. With his camera. So you know who um, the players are and you ask for a little yeah. background info of yeah. if everybody's cool with each other mm-hmm. and what and the situation I, I make is. And make a list and then I just basically roll through that list really quickly. Um, and I, you know, brides and grooms, they're generally really sensitive to... Nobody wants to force anyone into situations. Um, So brides and grooms are generally cool. And a lot of parents, by the time their children are adults, they're cool with each other, even though there was a divorce or whatever. So it's just... You don't have to run into that a lot, it sounds like. No, I do, actually. Oh, God. (laughs) But it's just uh, people generally, generally around their best behavior at weddings. Um, Sometimes not, but... um, You would hope... You yeah. would hope, though, that people can realize it's about the bride and the groom. For sure. But that's not always not always, not the, always case. the case. Uh, let's talk about why you shouldn't say cheese oh, when God. you take a photo. I learned this from Lottie. And if you're someone that has ever taken a photo with us here at the radio station, maybe you've already heard us say this. <laughs> we don't say cheese during photos. What do we say, Lottie? Spaghetti. What a fun <laughs> word. You told me that, what, like a year ago, two years ago. And now yeah. I implement it with group photos. But explain why. Okay, so when you, I'm not sure who, where that even started, but when you say the word cheese, try it now, ready? Cheese. Cheese. You put your mouth into like a really weird position and it looks (laughs) awkward. It just looks really awkward and it feels awkward and it's not, it's just not fun. Um, And so just coming up with a different word, I'm going to have to come up with a different word besides spaghetti because I feel like everybody's saying that now. It kind of, um, especially with kids, it really kind of throws them off their game to say that because it's a, it's a really fun word and it just relaxes you a little bit and relaxes your mouth. It totally does. a natural smile. Spaghetti. Of like, 
Yeah. Cheese. <laughs> right? Spaghetti. <laughs> so start that trend now. Start saying spaghetti. spaghetti. What about people that are amateur photographers? And I'm not saying amateur with a fancy camera. I'm saying amateurs like myself with an iPhone. Are there any tips that you can give us about what not to do when it comes to taking pictures or posting them or filters or whatnot? Yeah. Oh, gosh, there's a lot. But I think the most important really. So there's probably two things. So the things that make or break a photo are a light and B, composition of the photo. So uh, a lot of times I'll be at a wedding. And Wait, what be, do you mean of a composition of the photo? Like, I'll, I'll get into that. Okay, okay. Um, <laughs> so with light, um, I can't tell you how many times people have come up to me in, in weddings and said, hey, don't you want to turn your subjects into the light? And I just kind of chuckle and, and I, I say, no, I don't. And they, they look at me all inquisitively and I explain, well, when you have subjects facing the light, so that the sun is shining on you, you're squinting your eyes and the light on an iPhone. If you're wearing sunglasses, sure, that's going to be a, a decent picture. But I always put the light behind people. So it kind of casts a nice soft glow behind them. It's called backlighting. Um, it just it creates a different look than when your f- subjects are facing into the light. So if someone is standing outside and they want to take a picture with their iPhone, you recommend having the flash on, if I'm hearing you correctly, but yet having their back to the sun? Yes. Bingo. Whoa. This is a game changer. Flash during the day. Mm-hmm. Well, in television, we use backlighting when we do TV. So, yeah. That makes a lot of sense now that now that you say that. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Don't yeah. you love people come up to you and tell you how to be a photographer? By the way, <laughs> so people come I, up to you and say, "Hey, yeah. don't don't you think, Uncle Bob again?" I embrace it. I, yep, gotta love Uncle Bob. <laughs> <laughs> no, what what else though? When it comes to taking like using filters and things like that on Instagram and stuff, you know, filters are an art. So I would never critique anyone's like artistry if they think. You know, something looks good. The only thing I I don't do is, is when I deliver my wedding photos, I actually sit and make sure that the lighting and the color composition and everything is correct. And a lot of times people will put a filter on their photos and it makes them look like an Oompa Loompa. Like, hey, look, I have a really great tan with this, you know, this lo-fi filter or whatever. But filters generally you got to be careful of because the color of people's skin tones is really important in photos. So yeah, especially if it alters, if it alters exactly how you look Mm -hmm. when you post a picture on Instagram are any of those with your iPhone or those all with your fancy camera. Um, I would say 99.9% are with my, my fancy camera. She has a really fancy camera. She's got a couple (laughs) cameras. Yeah. (laughs) But there are, I still, I love food photography. So sometimes if I'm like out, um, there are photos that I'll just, I didn't bring my camera with me. So I'll snap a picture with my iPhone if it's in like natural light. Any apps that you use for any kind of editing on your phone that people could download? Yeah, actually, I have Photoshop on my phone, but I do pay for that um, as a professional photographer. It just it links onto my phone. That makes so, sense. But you can get a pretty good um, Photoshop app, uh, just Adobe Photoshop app that used to be a secret of mine. But, you know, like when I started out, but um, I think it's a great app to use if you can. I think it's like four ninety nine, and you just. Oh, that's not bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, OK, so lastly, before we try this kombucha, <laughs> which looks very, very green. It's aggressive. It's very green, Lottie. <laughs> what tips do you have of how to pose in pictures? Lottie changed my life after we took a picture 
at a concert at Summerfest. What country show was that? Oh, was that Jason Aldean? I don't know. Maybe. I think it was Jason Aldean. We took a picture and Lottie, who again was my personal trainer at the time, and Lottie's models and she does TV commercials and things like that. So she knows a little bit about being in front of the camera besides being behind the camera. And you said to me, friend to friend, you were very sweet about it. You said you need to learn how to pose in pictures because you're doing yourself a disservice the way you're standing. And everyone puts their hand on the hip. Like that's just a thing. But it's not just that or specifically about that. You told me, you said, go in front of the mirror and practice different poses, know where the camera is. So how can you explain that to someone that's listening? Because I feel like I'm doing a poor job of explaining (laughs) how to figure that out. I guess let's just start off by saying like, okay, going in front of the mirror and posing, that sounds like the goofiest thing. Um, I actually did it though. (laughs) But it's one of those things where, you know, you're going to get your picture taken sometime in your life. Like... You might as well embrace it instead of just fighting it. So that's why it's it's good. It's good to to practice taking photos and knowing. Especially what you, nowadays, everyone's yeah. paparazzi with their right. camera. And so phones. many people shy away from the camera, but I'm like, there are just certain things that you can do to really make yourself look better, and everyone in Hollywood does it. So a couple things is never to stand straight on to the camera because it makes you. It'll generally make you look boxy. Um, So you always want to be at the camera on an angle. So that's the first thing. And then the second thing is, I know it's counterintuitive, but like leaning into the camera, if that makes sense. Um, Because what that does is if you lean in, so your your head is closer to the camera, your head is going to appear bigger and your body is going to be smaller. Not like in a bobblehead sort of way, (laughs) but it just, I can't explain it. It's just... It's great to experiment. Just have a photo of you. That's why selfies look so good because people have that angle. See, I hate selfies. I do too, generally. I'm not a fan. I'm I'm a fan of them if someone else is holding the camera. Right. For some reason. Otherwise, you're too close to the, you're too close and you, you look weird. That's another thing. If you're with a group of people, don't selfie it. Set up your self timer on your camera. All iPhones have them. And then it's like a three second timer or a 10 second timer. Hit it and then walk away from the camera. Because it just, the person closest to the camera is always going to look bigger. Versus the person on the far end is going to look the smallest. So, which kind of brings me back to composition. Right. No, these are great tips. So, practice in front of the mirror. Practice. Mm -hmm. The other thing, too, (laughs) when it comes to, like, taking pictures and things like that, for someone, like, my job that is out at public events and people are snapping all kinds of pictures from all kinds of angles, if you have something like that, Try on whatever you're wearing and have someone that you love and trust take pictures of you from all different angles because Mm -hmm. there are certain outfits that look great in person but do not photograph well. Mm -hmm. And then it's doing you a disservice. You might spend $200 on a dress, but because of where the lace starts and stops, it looks like your knees are cut off and it looks really weird. That's my little tidbit that I've learned. Like Take a picture of what your clothes are because Uh they just look totally different sometimes when they're photographed. For sure. Especially brides, your wedding dresses. Get a picture. (laughs) You probably have one, but make sure you do. That's how I decided which dress to pick. I was between two dresses and my sister took a photo and one, the lace was all bonkers mm-hmm. in the picture. I, it was not happening. Someone else, maybe, but not for me. All right. Your look. dress was awesome, by the way. Oh, my, my God. gosh. That was the talk of the town. Do you know what? I've, I've actually told my husband, I said, let's be that couple that go to Vegas and like I'll put my dress on and we'll lie that we just got married and then people will give us free drinks. He thinks we're nuts. But I looked at him and said, we're not the only people that lie about our identities in Vegas. <laughs> right. It's like right. what you do. What happens in Vegas, for sure. It's still hanging on the back of my closet, though. It's, it's you know, you only wear it that one time. 
Well, you don't have to. You can bust it out. Hey, five-year anniversary. Or go to Vegas. Anniversary, or go, go to, to Vegas. Vegas and pretend that we just got married. I mean, when we went on our honeymoon, I was telling everyone it was our honeymoon. Yeah. And, and Eric was kind of embarrassed. I said, no, we are going to milk this for what it's worth. Absolutely. People are we getting us drinks and nice dinners. Yeah. <laughs> I have no shame in that. So, okay, speaking of uh, drinks and food, let's try this kombucha. Okay, so I think you should let people know to not shake it up, right? Which I did when Lottie <laughs> first gave it to me. I you shook it. You can a little, but it's going to explode all over. So it should be settled now. As I'm wearing um, a white jean jacket. <laughs> people are going to hate me if I get stuff all over the studio. We're by all this electrical equipment. Yeah. Are we good, Lottie? Yeah. Because yeah, the yeah, look yeah, on your yeah. face tells me you're not. Like, um, so you have to just peel off the wrapper there. Yeah. I feel like I should let you do it. <laughs> Where do you get this stuff? I generally shop at Outpost or Whole Foods, um, but you can get it anywhere. I think Target. I should it. mention this is not an ad. People are so weird about is it an ad or is it not no, an this ad? This is not an ad. Wait, this I can't is, even get it. This is just pure entertainment on my end. <laughs> do you drink the whole thing? Yeah. Well, and um, Lottie doesn't age. Um, <laughs> you should find her on Instagram, Lottie.Lillian, or online at LottieLillian.com, which we will link up at 991themix.com. But girl doesn't age. So if this is your secret to aging. There's a lot of elixirs, and a lot of them include, like, green things. Multi-green. Green things are the source of life. Kombucha. <laughs> All right, let's take a sip. Ooh, I like that. You do? Oh, that's awesome. I feel like it has alcohol in it. It does. <laughs> <laughs> Only like a trace amount, though, like a teeny, teeny, tiny yeah, bit. Yeah, okay. Like 0.05% or this something like that. This is really, really good. What's that other stuff that you brought here that I drank? So the other stuff, it's um, temple turmeric. Um, turmeric? I never know how to say that. Turmeric. I've turmeric. heard all different. Um, and it's uh, it's a mineral green elixir. That one was really thick. That so, one, yeah. I would drink it because I would have to drink it. This, oh, this but, okay. kombucha, I would drink it because I would enjoy it. Do you yeah. drink this in the morning? Yep. And it has, so it has basically like black tea, green tea, but a you whole don't, bunch you of don't, probiotics. You don't get drunk though from it. No, no, no I'm only asking because no, I work no. in radio. Oh, and yeah, yeah, if I no. was taking a, drinking this and then drive, you it's can't drink it and drive. Like 0.05, or 0.01%. It says it right on the bottle actually somewhere. Mm. Um, that's a really aggressive one to try first. Um, there's some other ones out there that you can try, like strawberry flavored and all sorts of stuff like that. But um, I like is, it. The green is my my favorite. And then one final thing. What is this multi-collagen <laughs> protein? Tell me what the, this is a little packet that she also brought me. She yeah. came with gifts. <laughs> I started putting collagen in like my green tea in the morning. I gave up coffee a couple years ago. Crazy as that is. Um, but uh, I put I'm with this. you. I don't drink coffee. Oh, that's awesome. I like it. Maybe once in a while I'll have it. It wigs but... me out. It like just, it gives me, it puts me on like the super high and then I crash. So green tea, I just sip green tea all day. That's another secret, I think. Um, and it just gives me this constant level of energy. So, um, but anyway, so this collagen packet I started putting in my, my coffee, um, who I actually learned from my nail tech. Which well, you put really it in funny. your coffee because you stopped drinking or, I'm coffee. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, my, uh, my tea. My you tea. put it in you your can tea. Put, you can put it in your coffee or tea. Got it. As in whoever's listening. But I put it in my tea and um, it's odorless, flavorless, and it basically just really helps my the condition of my skin and hair and nails. Well, that's, you're that's walking it. proof of it because you do. You look great. You Thanks. don't age. It's amazing. It's amazing. Every time I see you do, you look awesome. And I'm so glad you came on the podcast to Thanks talk. Thanks for having me. This is so fun. I've had you written in my little notes for a while because there's another podcast I would like to record with you in the future of how to completely start a new career ah. midlife. 
Because you basically mm-hmm. did that. Well, I don't oh, want to say sure. 30s or midlife, but it sounds better as a title. Yeah. Uh, but Late 30s, yeah. Totally had a midlife crisis. You there. completely <laughs> changed. And I mean, now look what you're doing. You followed yeah. your dreams. And I feel like a lot of people around this time, mid-30s, 40s, mm-hmm. maybe they have had kids that are now older and out of the house and they don't need their you know parents as much. So you have more time for yourself. This is when people really start thinking, am I finding fulfillment in what I'm doing? Right. And you are an example of that. So will you come back to chat about that one of these days? Absolutely. Probably after all your weddings because you're really busy right now. But again, reach out to Lottie, Lottie Lottie.Lillian. You will not regret following her Instagram page. Your pocketbook might because you're going to want to take a vacation. I promise. (laughs) And LottieLillian.com. Thank you so much, my friend, for being here today. Thanks, Elizabeth. This has been the Fifty Shades of K podcast with host Elizabeth K. If you enjoyed this episode, share it with a friend. Make sure to subscribe on iTunes and leave a review. Thanks for listening. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.